G-Unit, what? We in here, G-G-G. what? We could get the drummer popping, we don't, what, what, what? Yeah, classic 50 Cent right there. Yeah. Because, you know, 50 Cent, you know how it gets down. Remember, when he went bankrupt, and now he sells, he goes to, like, all of his, he has a vodka brand. Because when you're rich, you go bankrupt, you really don't. Well, no, so he had his vodka brand, he, like, shows up at all of the promotional events, because that's, like, his job now. That, that's what he does full-time now? So, like, he, they, no, like, he's also a producer. Well, but... He is. <laughs> yes. I don't know. All I know is he was at a liquor store in Attleboro, like talking to. His... So like when so remember remember those that that meme of the like people were making Facebook events for like when bands would come around and they play at liquor stores. Yeah. So he was actually at. The... Well, I was actually fifty cent doing that. Just <laughs> so like because I remember like. Sugar Ray was supposed to be at Gus Barrow's liquors in <laughs> But 50 Cent isn't... He does more than that. Just that he's an Okay, so does Mark McGrath. We're going to make an argument. Yeah. So he's in at least he a shark. He creates video. shows. <laughs> no, he's on like Entertainment Tonight and stuff, right? No, he's he actually... Like one of, Access Hollywood, one of those. Or Extra or one of those. He's like, like He was the one that did not uh, try to pimp like a lady to Donald Trump. <laughs> he's also in a hit stars TV show. What? Let's see. It's called Power. It's a oh, <laughs> oh yeah. What, 50 Cent or Mark McGrath? 50 Cent is exactly oh, the producer. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, no, no, I, I know it's your power. I'm like, the <laughs> fuck is Mark McGrath doing in that show? Yeah, why is it? I was like, Mark McGrath is not power. <laughs> but more power to him. More power to More power to him, yes. And more power to the Bits Per Second podcast. Woo! Yes, and we did start recording, yes. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Bits Per Second Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Jared. Clayton's the name. Um, and we are here for our second anniversary. Yes, this is. Uh, it was two years ago today, uh, on the day this is being recorded, March 24th, that uh, we released our very first episode. That is very exciting. And every five months after that, it's a new episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we do like one a month now. We have a good solid season. We have and, then, a good and then we maybe take a little break and then we have a good solid season again. Yeah. We, we, we've, we were consistent for like two weeks. Yeah. Well, last week was St. Patrick's Day. I was way too drunk to do a podcast last week. Yes. You know, I wanted you guys to go. I, I wasn't in town, but I wanted you guys to do a, uh, a St. Patrick's Day podcast. <laughs> it was not Jared a, was with I, I remember that podcast <laughs> that we did after Memorial Day, after yeah. your Memorial Day party. Yeah, that was, that was not a good idea. <laughs> I love this podcast, and everyone that listens to it are fantastic. I watched myself home at 6 o'clock. Yes, and your wife actually um, sent us pictures and videos of the event. Of me. I have an exaggerated and arm motion I like gave this. You, I gave you an A for effort because I felt I, like you were trying to, to, you were trying to I, seem as okay as possible. I was like, don't worry, you guys. I'm okay. My arms are like waving wildly. But there was effort. There was so much effort. I went there. down a couple times. You did. I did. <laughs> My my nickname for you when you're drunk is uh, is J J. Well, damn it! Now I forgot. Well, J Rod, I think. Yep. Yeah, I take it. That's a good name. That's your that's your drunk that's your drunk. My drunken alter ego. My drunken alter ego when I was in college. His name was El Burro. El Burro. And he spoke like pseudo Spanish. Oh god. And he would wrestle anybody, but he had to do. We had to take our shirts off to do it. Of course, because so I would, like threatened you like proper take attire. Take shirt. We're gonna wrestle. <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a weird I don't know why that was a thing. It wasn't like I wanted to fight people. It was like, let's wrestle. <laughs> and it was always people much bigger than me. Hey, I, I would wrestle you. Take your shirt off. Hey, let's wrestle. Take, take your shirt let's off. Let's wrestle. It's not gay. It's just, just, just wrestling. Just, just, just bare chest wrestling. Just might get sweaty in our chest and nipples. Might rub against each other. It's my yeah. college had a fight club in the basement of our dorm. Fight clubs are stupid. It, well, I mean, it was like 2002. Yeah. So, fight club was kind of... A, a thing. No, it was I just was white, white, guys. white guys were just beginning to misunderstand it at that time. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I remember being young and hanging out with this, a friend of mine, and then like, hey, there's gonna be a fight club in the park. You want to go? I went to go watch. So stupid. It's a bunch of non-fighting motherfuckers trying to fight each other. Yeah, it's the worst down. kind yeah. of fighting. I got I don't. I've never been in a fight. <laughs> worst kind of fighting. <laughs> when you see two uncoordinated people trying to <laughs> hurt one another. 
But that's the idea. That's the idea. That's what it's supposed to look like in the book and in the movie. Like these are supposed to be just like mediocre men who like want to assert their dominance somehow. Yeah. And like yeah, the, the, that's doesn't the look good. Do it. No, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Not, they don't look, they want to look like Brad Pitt. No, it's just like really red faced like, and like foaming at the mouth. They're more like meatloaf in them. <laughs> it's a lot of wrestling, like uncoordinated wrestling. Which is funny. Fists being just thrown in the air. Because just a couple minutes down the road was the WWE school where they could have learned real wrestling. Right. Wait, so, where are you talking In Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. I, went to like, I agree with you. Because yeah, it's like, improv thing. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and... <laughs> right. No, but wait, wait do you really know or are you just improv? <laughs> yeah, you're just improvising. I can never tell with you fucking liars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. I can't tell. I saw my brother in um, a production of... Of mice and men. Oh, so now I know which brother it is. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, so and he played George. And at the end, uh, oh, spoiler alert! Um, so at the end, when George shoots Lenny, in the some of us are some of us were never freshmen in high school. <laughs> so, but um, that was eighth grade for me. Oh, really? But I was much you more advanced. I was advanced. Curriculum. I was advanced at that point. I'd blown my mind out. But um, and when he shoots Lenny in the back of the head, he's like doing his. He's crying. Mm-hmm. And I realized that my brother could like force himself to cry, mm-hmm. and now I know he's never to be trusted, right? Like, ever. Wait, because he can cry. Like on command. Yeah, like, I can't trust anybody who can cry on you. <laughs> like I can't do that. If I summon the emotions and use my trained actor brain, I can. But see, those you're not to be trusted. Though. See the yeah. No, yeah, I, I have to be trusted because it's not like I can right now. You like cry. <laughs> but no, do it. Cry right now. I can't. I want everyone on this you podcast have to, be, to see you cry. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's second anniversary present. <laughs> Never. Absolutely. Too manly. I feel like the most that I can do is that the Sterling K. Brown thing where he just kind of like looks off in the distance and like looks like dark, his eyes dart around God and he starts breathing. Damn. Like if that <laughs> show is. Yep. I made fun. So my wife is a TV crier. Uh-huh. I think this is a good way. You mean like movie when she sees movies that are yeah. Oh, I, I, I any fucking emotional thing she just starts crying. So she every time I would like come downstairs or like walk into the room and she'd be watching This Is Us, she'd just be like bawling, <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, you friggin' wimps. So then I walk in and I watch the episode where spoiler alert, the dad dies, but I think that's spoiled. Like well, the first episode that he's dead. I know, like very early, well, like the, I watched the first two episodes, and at least there, like, there's a possibility that they could have gotten divorced okay. because the I think early on, like in the present day, the mom comes in, Mandy Moore uh, comes in, and she's married to the father's best friend. I so, love Mandy Moore. Me too. I've loved her since because oh, she's my age, and she just does everything well. Remember when she threw the Bible? Insane, insane. So funny. That's spectacular. Uh, anyway, off my and then she Ryan Adams played Folk Fest and she was there and I saw her standing in Newport. I didn't talk to her because I pissed myself. <laughs> and it wouldn't be appropriate for me to talk to me anymore with covered in urine. <laughs> She's average. Oh shut oh, up, God, play on. Shut up. She is I'm not, that doesn't mean she's ugly or unattractive, but she's, she's, Mandy, she's, I can... Mandy Moore is hey, the goddamn platonic she is ideal for no. me. Extraordinary. No, no. <laughs> she's not extraordinary. You guys are putting a little too much on Mandy Moore there. Well, she's, that was, that was the play on one of her songs. So the point but, is, but, so yeah. That was, but yes, she yeah. is extraordinary. But, I, <laughs> so I walk in on the show, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'll just sit down, like, you know, see what's happening. And... It like shook me, mm-hmm. like hard, and it shook something loose. Because now I'm getting emotional about like stupid things, like on WWE on SmackDown this week. Daniel Bryan came back to wrestling, and he was talking about like how hit much his wife and encouraged him, and she told him what to do, and the doctors encouraged him. And I was like getting misty eyed, like at the gym watching SmackDown. Was yeah. Because like this is us like shook something in me. It takes yeah. like the like Marley and me. That movie gets to me. Dude, anytime. Uh, oh, when a dog, when anything dog. happens to a dog. AI that got to me. AI. Yeah, like, which is odd because uh, AI like yeah, I think they perp like Spielberg 
purposely tries to mess with you with that movie. That movie because it's me. so like if you think about it, like the end of that movie, Especially, it's oh, yes. so it, but like it's so like it tugs at you so yeah. hard, but it's. Like it shouldn't because it's a machine, right? But he does. I think he d- he does it so That's one of well. Most underrated movies. It's it is. I gotta rewatch People it. Do not, like, like I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but every time that I've watched it, uh, just especially the last scene with the mom and the like, you just feel his the weight that he has, the care, the emotion that he has for this human being that you know he knows he'll never see it. like again. Like it's I don't know, it's an incredible movie. It is. Just, it's. Severely underrated. It is, and it was way out of its time because people didn't yeah. get it when it first came out. Right, mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters and I loved it. I was like, boom! This or is people were like, you know, like you took Stanley Kubrick's work and you like schmaltzed it up, and Spielberg was like, no, this is exactly how he wanted it to be. Like, this is exactly what this was his idea. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, right. what other bro tier movies are there? Like, they're like <laughs> bro tier, yeah, like, <laughs> like in the Fight Club vein. Well, no, like it, like movies that uh, movies like Field of Dreams, like that kind of movie. Like, eh. Field, Field of Dreams, Dreams doesn't but that's like the, that's the only movie that men are permitted to cry at, like traditionally. Oh, oh so bro tier. Yeah. Oh, so bro I was thinking bro tier, like a tier of movies. Oh no no no! Like movies that dudes can cry yeah. during. Yeah, Field of. There's some kind of weird permission structure with that because it's about a. Man. It's about a guy and his dad. Yeah, like, boo, and his dead dad at that. I think it is acceptable for men. I. I don't, I'm not making these rules. Oh, it's acceptable, yeah. I think... I think like, but, but by our standards, it's acceptable, but like we're like talking about like traditional... like. I think it's pretty much universal that anytime something happens to a dog in a movie... Oh, yeah. People react like with a visceral... Unless you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. You react... There's a reason why... I'm just going to go out and say Old Yeller is a goddamn terrible movie... But it endures to this day because because the dog the dog the, the whole dog thing though is a very American thing. Not other cultures oh, yeah. don't hold dogs as as like the Europeans do for the most part. Yeah, Western well, Western, Western. I should say Western, in, Eastern in European. Addition to other that. than that, people are barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, like, like, like historically welcome speaking, the, we're talking about the Huns and the coming down from the step, like we're. I'm not passing judgment on the Eastern European people. Um, Rusev is one of my favorite wrestlers. I love Rusev. We talked about that in the last one, didn't we? Patria! Rusev! Yes, we did. (laughs) But yeah, I think... This keeps coming up and you guys keep trying to steer it back to wrestling. (laughs) I just want to do a wrestling podcast, Jim. But you keep making me talk about current events. But yeah, I think... I I I want to talk about porn and wrestling. No, but I think the whole the concept, uh, or or at least the appreciation that uh, the, it's very American, maybe even European. The, the 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 appreciation that you guys have for like dogs, like in my culture, I'm Jamaican. It, it's not that like dogs are like we we don't dogs don't come in the house and sleep with us even be on our bed that is hell to the no like in my culture like (laughs) I don't like it if my dog's not on my bed right but that's what I'm saying the dog our dog it's outside it's for protection it's not like a part of the family as like in the American culture it's more yeah it's more of like a tool it's like a horse or something like that I don't know Um, I like horses too (laughs) so it happens to a horse in a movie <laughs> well, I don't know because if you watch a western, like you can, white like, hearts can't be broken. Well, like, don't even get me started on that fucking movie. <laughs> I, that is the stupidest movie. But um, and it's not a western; it's about horse jumping. Yeah, no, it's not like a western western. So, no. like, <laughs> I didn't um, say it was. But just like, in I don't know if you've seen Godless on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. It, um, I like I, the. It's created by uh, Scott Frank, who's a really good writer. Like, yeah, what, who's written like the best movies, and probably nobody knows who, knows who he is. Like. And it has Michelle Dockery boobs. Anyway, now, who's Michelle Dockery again? I she's the one that. from Downton Abbey oh. and uh, oh, not Cruel Intentions. What's the stupid no, show called? Uh, uh, not Risky Business. It's something like that. It's on like TNT or something. USA. Oh, one of those shows. I don't know, it doesn't matter, but so she's in it. And um, Sam Waterston from Law and Order. And oh, the Sam Waterston. Yeah, the Sam. Father of Catherine Waterston. Is he really? Yeah. I had no idea. So, speaking of Law and Order, um, uh-huh. did you guys... Good segue. <laughs> did you guys watch the OJ um, 
the it was uh, it was an American old in, no 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 the was old it? it was like oh, an old, old interview. interview I didn't watch it no. in which he was talk because he was when he was trying to promote that book that he was if I did it or I don't even know the actual title of yeah, it's called if I did if it. I did it which or is whatever. grammatically incorrect uh, and suggests that he probably did it right so none of you because guys because if, if he didn't do it he would have it would have been called if I had done it and this is my English teacher brain <laughs> attacking this. Well, the English teacher. So I want to talk about porn and wrestling. Jim wants to talk about grammar. <laughs> talk about this. This is, this, this, is but, the, this is the Strunk and White podcast. Thing. But you guys, you guys didn't watch it. I didn't see it yet. No. No. Oh my! God. I watched the thirty for thirty on him, and I watched the whole American Crime Story because that. I yeah, the thirty for thirty is amazing. That was hard. Man. It is a total fucking shit show. Well, because it's like I, he did it, right? But. That's but the, the claim thing. that the cops were racist, totally true. But it's <laughs> right. It's like two, yeah. Like it's one of those things where both are actually true. Mm-hmm. And for me, like as a as black male in America, you want to hold Is that out how I hope. Have to say it every time you say, it? "Yeah, as black man, man. as black man in America." <laughs> um, you try. I, I, I like was. Hey, black man, make it. I was I was on OJ's side, especially when I was younger and the trial was going on. I remember I was like really young and it was going on. I was like, yeah, this dude didn't do it. He's all framed. Like, what the look? And even into my 20s, I'm like, oh, no, he didn't do it. I watched this thing. He, he did it. Yeah, he did There's it. no... Well, for one thing, like, OJ's identification with black culture in America is a little bit... No, he doesn't. Yes. He doesn't. Like, consi- he doesn't. He doesn't consider himself black. He's not yeah. like uh, the song. His, his his quote is, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." Yeah, and Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr. said that in the show yeah. too. And like that's that's a person who is not in line with the black culture. He doesn't see himself as a black individual. This isn't Joe yeah. fucking Lewis, like yeah. it's or like, Jim Brown, like compared yeah. like that's what no. on the show. Like I don't I don't know how like true that is, but like on the. They, they mentioned it on the American Crime Story show where like yeah. Chris, Chris Darden for me it was the Sterling K. Brown again but like, Sterling K. Brown coming like, up for uh, me it was the 30 for 30 like that was, it was uh, that was yeah. like that opened my eyes to because I didn't really understand I knew of OJ I knew he was a running back and he did some acting but I didn't really get to understand him as an individual and, his, and how he thinks until I saw that documentary and I'm like oh fascinating. that's the way wow huh <laughs> But then seeing this, that Fox a special a couple of weeks ago, just cemented it for me. That I'm like, I was still kind of wondering if I was like, he probably did it after 33. I'm like, I'm edging towards he probably did it, but I'm still kind of skeptical of racism, blah, blah, blah. But this fucking show, I was like, nope. You're like, you can't be talking about your wife's death and you're laughing and smiling and, 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 and especially the way when he started uh, explaining how. She got murdered. Mm-hmm. Like there was no empathy. Your, your fucking wife is dead. Like the way you're explaining it, you're, you shouldn't be smiling. You shouldn't be joking. Like that shouldn't this, be. And, 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 and and the, the thing that is, the also has acting training too. Lest we forget, like he was in a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a, did commercials. Like the guy had some acting training. But even if he's so, acting, he's terrible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, he, <laughs> he should know if. He acts about as well and, as a football player acts. And the way when he's explaining how... Take it back, because Brett Favre was great in Something About Mary. Brett Favre was great in those dick pics. He's <laughs> <laughs> how he would... Sometimes when he were, when he's explaining um, how, how it happened, he would accidentally slip back into I statements. Oh, yeah. Because really? so the whole book was about so a character who might have... Done this or whatever, and he kept when he kept explaining. He kept, AJ kept back to I right. right. <laughs> 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 like it was, it was Aaron Thal, Jason Stippleton, <laughs> his wife Bricole, Bricole Blimson. Why do they have a different things? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was name for change. All right, that, that dude's insane, man. Well, like what turned me against OJ, and I. I had, as a, as a white man in America. That's the way you say it. <laughs> you should say, I'm a white man in America. I'm a white man in America. Um, I always thought he did it. Right? right. Because we're taught in, like, suburbia that he was, like, a vicious killer. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought like you were saying we taught that. We were taught that all black males were... Vi- I'm joking, sorry. Did I go well, not all Well, that's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was, uh, yeah, I, I kind of was 
I kind of came up the same way in that, like, I always thought he did it, but then... I also thought like, the police department was racist. I, mean, I never... I, see, because I, I, was, I was very young when it happened. I was, like, 12 or so. Like, you were a little younger. But... Yeah, but yeah, I was fighting I, with my dad. Because my dad was like, well, I don't know why there's grilling this guy in Mark Furman. I'm like, he has swastikas, dad! And I was, like, 10... Yeah. Like, at 10, I was just like, these guys are scumbags. Like these, And now that guy's a fucking analyst on Fox News. But yeah, My voice well, got really high it. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. yeah, like, it spiked a little bit on the <laughs> level too. Well, but, like, but Fox that, News! Like, I was like, I, I didn't realize how, well, like, I was a, like, I was a kid, so, like, I guess I could be, I guess it could be excused, but I did, like, what, you know, when it was happening, I did jump to a lot of the, like, you know, kind of, like, tacitly racist conclusions but like but that I, were associated with him but like and I didn't realize until the 30 for 30 that Fred Goldman is kind of an asshole oh <laughs> like, yeah he's a scumbag like the whole reverse racism thing that was being pushed I'm that's like no it, he it, did it but that's bullshit like, yeah. <laughs> but it also goes on the other end as a black as a black uh-huh. man as, uh, I'm sorry <laughs> as a black male <laughs> And um, black man, black man in America. We should rename <laughs> this podcast "Black Man White Man." <laughs> black man, white man. Welcome to Black Man White Man. <laughs> um, you have a mistrust for it's okay, guys. I'm only halfway <laughs> for the American justice system and for cops. You just do, yeah. uh, just because of uh, just like your interactions with them force you to uh, distrust. The, you know the the system and cops. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, coming from that standpoint, you want to believe that this individual who, at that time, for me, didn't seem like a terrible human being would do something like I, I, I'm like, how could this person do something like that? And America has it out for us, so he's clearly innocent, you know. And it's well, it sometimes like, it's right. Like, like, yeah, I get it. And the complicated thing is, like, both those things, like, two things can be uh, uh, facts. Like, yes, the cops can be racist or whatever, and he can also be a fucking murderer. You know? Both those can actually be fine. Like, not fine, sorry, but can, you know. Could have happened, yeah. Yeah. And they did a shitty job with the evidence. Like, everyone knew they did. Mm -hmm. They did a shitty job with the case. And you know what? If that was, and it was a fucking. Oh god, I can't believe we're relitigating. <laughs> Today we're relitigating the OJ Simpson case. But like, if he was a white guy, he never would have even gotten a trial because that evidence was so fucked up. Like they, yeah. they didn't handle it right. They kept shit in like the trunks of cars, and then yeah. like would find it. It's like so. Uh, it's like anything where you see you start seeing the decks deck stacked against someone, and you realize that it's not legit. You know, you see, like you want, you, okay, like my favorite show on TV is Caught in Providence because the guy takes, so it's a little background for anyone that hasn't seen it. He's a municipal court judge in Providence and basically they just film everything that happens in the courtroom and they make it into a show because the guy's really interesting. He's very endearing. He's like an 80 year old, like, but he's still like very with it. Um, smart guy, he has a lot of compassion, so like someone comes in, their shit's all screwed up, and they, you know, they had a bunch of parking tickets because they couldn't pay them, and then they got their the boot on, but they lost their job, and da 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 that kind of stuff. Um, but he's just a really good guy, and you watch that, and you watch that even the city knows as they're going, it's just like there's a double standard for these things. Like, all the noise complaints that people are fighting in municipal court are for, like, Latino guys. Yeah. But, like, going to the east side, like, where the colleges are, or um, over on um, Smith Hill, where Providence College mm-hmm. is, Jim's alma mater. Yep, like, my alma mater. You, but there's no noise to... complaints coming from there, and I would venture to guess. Oh, well, there were in my day. <laughs> well, that's because Jim Foley's gone now. Oh, yeah. So, it's just all of a sudden the party stopped when Jim Foley left. But, like, it, but it was, it's, and there's an understanding. It's like, we're going to let this go. Like, it was a Saturday night, and it was 10 p.m., Right. And you were like listening to loud music. It's it's, like, it's as simple as people have more empathy for someone or something that is similar to them. 
if I can see yeah. myself in Absolutely. you, it's easier for me to have empathy for you, and it's True. okay. I can understand why you would do that. I love chubby I have, nearsighted guys. Huh? Love chubby nearsighted guys. I see him. <laughs> so you're a big guy. Hey, hey you balding? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Big I get it. Like, it's yeah, yeah. like uh, when we were at the Rotary Club, I saw one black guy, and another black guy. I was like, oh my god, you lock eyes. Like, <laughs> you lock eyes. <laughs> me and you here. How could that be? Me and, and he was you. like. Hello there. I'm Logan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And so if you if you're if you're similar, you, you know, I'm gonna have more empathy for you. And uh, if you're not, I don't. Then I, I assume all the terrible negative things about you. And uh, I don't know if I feel like I think it's fifty fifty or something in that range. Where some a lot of people are aware that they have that bias. And a lot of people aren't aware that they have that bias. They just like this is how I'm, this is how I act. And I don't know how to feel <laughs> because, yeah, I, did, I, I don't know how to feel when it comes to like someone not having empathy for someone just because they're different. It's just, it's, it's so, I, I don't know. I've never lived in that existence where I can not have empathy for someone because they're different. So it kind of goes both ways, right? Yeah. So people that are, were raised in very cosmopolitan city type places. Reading magazines like Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Well, but like... Clearly. Read, it's in like, You're more like liberal... Mm-hmm. Like... Places. Yeah. They don't understand like Trump country at all. Because... Or... That's because... I wouldn't... If I, okay, if I was not married to my wife... And have the interactions with her family and the people of the great state of New Hampshire that I have mm-hmm. I would not understand Trump people as much as I do because uh-huh. I have to deal with them and I see them Yeah, and we have arguments and we've been having the same arguments for seven years I just I just math man we have been having the same argument yeah, for seven years yeah. <laughs> but now their guy's in charge you know yeah so and it's like this is the same thing that these guys people were pissed about mm-hmm. where it's just like it's not the exact same thing. Well, no, no, but, it, but there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an anger there that, so my godmother, mm-hmm. my godmother is a high school graduate, mm-hmm. graduated from, she went to the technical school in Fall River. Mm-hmm. She worked in mills and factories her entire life. And by the time she was 60, her body speed to shit mm-hmm. and there aren't any factories left to work in, in Fall River. Yeah. So like she's just like destroyed by the economy. But when she was in high school mm-hmm. and going and she did the, she did everything right. She went to the technical high school. I'm oh, granted she got pregnant as a teenager, but she did the right thing. Yeah, but fought through that. Like, like worked all through like when yeah. you're raising your kids and stuff. Like did everything like you want like stereotypically you want to hear. Yeah. And then all of a sudden at the end of it, there was like not there were no jobs for her mm-hmm. because she was essentially deemed like an unskilled worker she doesn't have diplomas blah 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 so now she's like 67 Mm -hmm. retired but like her it was like a long slide because you're you're dealing with um a form of employment that doesn't exist anymore or like a a life path that no longer exists yeah I think and it's been the same thing that America has done no also in case not everybody hears this she is not a Trump voter Oh, okay. <laughs> she just has, like, the background of a Trump voter. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, what a Trump voter is supposed to be. Like, it, it, but isn't really, because he, does, because he son, doesn't really have a strong working class. I know, I know her son <laughs> listens to the podcast, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just in sure. case, yeah. But, like, but yeah, like, Trump, Trump supposedly has that working class, uh, big working class base, which he doesn't really, because they act, he actually had the, his, his voters actually had the higher income. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Clay, we were to interrupt you. No, I, I was going to say, it's, it's <clears throat> this thing that America has done since the beginning, right? Uh, where they've put poor people against poor people um, to sort of, huh? Yeah. No, to, yeah, to, to believe that it's because of them, they are the reasons why you are poor and you're not getting the opportunities. Look at them. They're taking your jobs. We've been, they've been doing that since slavery, since after mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah. That's why there was so many beefs between like, well, that's where a lot of the racism comes from is that sort of, oh my God, these 
foreigners or whatever are taking. They come in for our jobs, and it's it's the same playbook. Oh, look at all those Irish getting on boats. They're going to right. Look at the Italians getting on the boat. Look at the Portuguese coming on the boat. It's the same look playbook. Look at fucking Jamaicans. It's the same playbook. <laughs> Technically, Jake, Cleon is coming for your jobs and your women. It's just but not at least a one race of thing. thing. At least one of those things. He just wants them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's been it's been the same like playbook over and over, and I I just I just don't understand when we're not when America is not going to sort of when will America wake up and see that that's false and that's bullshit. When like, it's not majority white anymore, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I mean, and we're we're in this weird kind of ground right now where we everyone knows that by 2040 this country is going to be majority non-white yeah and well before that I thought is it before that but like this is the last this is a gasp from that old guard of and I'm I'm, I'm, as well let me just say as a white American um, (laughs) that, uh, that I'm totally okay with that like, oh no! no like, I don't give it. Like, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like, well, it's these divisions. That, like, I mean, it's but like it's the, so easy. But like for some reason, it's easier for someone who's of little means. It's easier for them to say, "Hey, you have something I want. Let me take. Let me make sure you don't get it." Right. It's easier or to I have more better. right to this. Like, let's say it's a freaking crumbs. Yeah. I have more right to this crumbs than you do. But for some it's reason, like, it's easier to do that than it is to say, "Hey, like." You've got something I don't have. Let me work to get it for myself as well. Like that is What's like that's union? valid. I think like, What's the idea like of unions. Yeah, that's what unions are, and that's why like they're in trouble now. <laughs> or we're in the same situation. Let's work together and try to get like that's the thing. Hey, Americans, our shit sucks. It's his fault. America, <laughs> Americans <laughs> in the same sort of in the same space, like someone, like a poor white and a poor black and a poor Latino, they're fighting against each other for nothing when they should be fighting together for greater good. Mm-hmm. And For a $15 goddamn minimum wage. Like, if, yeah. if we fought together, we would get somewhere. But the fact that we're like, we're fighting against each other for shit like, oh, you terrible ass Mexicans coming here. To, you don't even want those jobs anyways. You don't want to go to a field and pick fucking apples. So why are you like, like all the jobs that they're taking are jobs that Americans don't necessarily want. So what is the fucking big deal? My grandfather was an immigrant and spent 40 years working in an aluminum plant. Mm-hmm. Like pulling aluminum cable and shit. I'm like, that's not a job I want. Yeah. That's a terrible ass job. Yeah. Right. And so why are you upset? Because there's Mexicans coming and fucking being janitors or taking care of your kids that you don't seem to have time for. Yeah. Like what the like why does that bother you so much? Because you're not making money. like I don't get it. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm an immigrant mad about the same thing. Right? It's just like they're just blaming the wrong freaking. But then, but then you'll get well, immigrants. But then you'll get immigrants who have made it, and they're also on Trump's side, saying, "Oh, those immigrants uh, who are coming in should have to jump through more hoops." I jump through hoops. It's like that. Like I feel like that's so dumb because I'm an immigrant. I was not born in this country, and I don't feel like people who want a better life should have to jump through so many hoops. Like they should prove that they're uh, law-abiding citizens and all that. But other than that, like, they're going to come here and do jobs that we don't want to do. Dude, we've got, so, we have a significant labor shortage in this country, too, mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. you work, so, I work, we interview a lot of people for jobs. We cannot hire people right now. We cannot find people to fill the jobs we have open. Because... There's just not enough people, like in that like middle to low range. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have people that will work that thirty to forty like middle range job anymore. So like, and the people that normally fill that role are younger people and people that have come from other countries. And you're seeing like it's. The clamp down is a big friggin' deal. Yeah. I mean, right now, so essentially, what are we, what are we at right now nationally? Around 5% unemployment? Yeah, four or five. Four or five. Four or five. Yeah. Four or five. 
But like that's for all intents and purposes, that's full employment. Full employment, yeah. And so by by historical standards, that's where we are. Yeah. Like that's where we should be. And you just and you're not it but so without a foundation the house crumbles, right? Yeah. So if you can't fill those like those jobs that are in that like middle low range, right? So you have like a professional class that makes a ton of money. And then you have like your um your low skilled labor class that makes not any like much money at all. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your like minimum wage and slightly above minimum wage. And then you've got that like that middle low area. Mm-hmm. And you cannot put people in those jobs. Because there are not people that will take them. And those are jobs that are taken by immigrants. And pe- and we rely on them. Because, for better or worse, people come from to this country seeking a better life. And making thirty dollars to $40,000 a year working as a custodian is a upgrade. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, this is great. Like, I can afford to feed my family. I can afford, like, a TV. And maybe, like, we can go on a vacation, like, every... Three years, and, and and the thing is, that's what people that's what people want, and I think that's what people deserve. This country was made for that. I hate the fact when all these like white nationalists, it's like it's not even your country technically. You want all these Mexicans to leave, and it's technically their half the goddamn like, country has Spanish names to their states. It's like yeah. what, it's like what the fuck, especially Florida, especially people in like Texas. Like, I'm like you, li- like. It's literally their fucking country that we kick them out. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You are like not. Wait, are you saying that Mexicans <laughs> were in New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't understand how they don't understand that. But they concept. should at least goddamn stay out of the country, the states with American names like Dakota. I had a guy <laughs> or New Massachusetts, I, Massachusetts. One of my first recycled names. My first conscious encounter with racism. Um, when I was a kid was or not even a kid a teenager that I really realized how offensive people and stupid people are is that so I was talking about the Red Sox with someone and I was probably like an early teenager mm-hmm. like 13 yeah. maybe and he said no and Nomar was like the guy yeah Garcia Parra yeah and he was like Nomar Garcia Parra I mean like that guy's from Boston it's like have you been to Mattapan <laughs> like yeah. Like, there, it, it, it was this idea that, like, well, only white people are from Boston. Like, <laughs> also, modern day sport, no one is actually from the fucking state that they're playing for. Yeah. Really. So, also, to be fair, Garcia Parra was from California. Yeah. But, like, it was still this idea. It was like, well, he's not a Bostonian. He's not white. It's like... <laughs> and those people and a lot of the white dudes that are playing for the Boston Red Sox aren't from Boston yeah like it's uh, fuck, yeah, it's so dumb so dumb I don't yeah. I don't get people's brain and the way they think about stuff <laughs> I remember I, my I parents hired a contractor once who like they tried to make small talk with him and like he like they started asking him about like what radio shows he listened to uh, and like of course he spouted off like you know all the right wing radio like mm. it was like so they're like they, my parents are like just trying to be friendly they're like oh, do you listen to Jay Severin he's like yeah but he's kind of too liberal for me like Jay Severin if you don't know is very conservative yeah. um, but like he that that was like he took that as kind of permission to like you know just let a little loose with uh, with like with his own personal views and like it, right down to like my dad had the game on and he's just like Julio Lugo like <laughs> Why does that make you angry? I, I don't get oh, it. Our I just want are from the Dominican Republic. I want to freaking dive into a racist, a racist person's brain to understand why they get so offended there. for things that, for me, I don't see the correlate. Like I don't understand why someone who's like it's different. Your, it's, it's just something that you're not. It's a, it's a, it's, but it's also like a. It's a you're not good enough thing. It's like you're not going to be. I don't care. So if, so if I'm going for a job and the guy that got the job over me, as long as there were no union shenanigans, right. um, or blackmail is what I'm talking about, um, as long as there, was a, there wasn't any, like, as a general rule, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I was number two. That's cool. That means I was number two. Mm-hmm. I will hang my hat on being number two. Like that's pretty good. Yeah, like a hundred people for Al Gore. A hundred, but a hundred people applied. Six people got second interviews, 
and I was number two. Cool. Mm-hmm. But some people do not see it that way. Yeah, yeah. Some people are like, well, that guy has an Indian last name, so he got preferential treatment. It's like, no, he it's was not, probably just... It's not preferential treatment when you're the only one in the company that's a fucking Indian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's why shit like that doesn't make sense to me. If you, if let's say they do hire the Indian guy... Most likely, he is the only Indian guy, or uh, one of two, or something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's per, preferential treatment. It's a fucking company trying to fill their quota for, you know, fucking minorities. But as a minority, I don't mind that. Because if it wasn't for shit like that, we wouldn't get our feet in the door anyways. Like, it would be much harder to get our, our foot in the door. So, we, there's things like that. To help minorities out because... It just gets you in the door. Like, it doesn't yeah. get you the job. If you're the best candidate, you get the job. Right. But it gets you in the door to say, okay, you need to like you invite need to. 25% of your applicants to be people of color. Okay. Then that means huh? that people have to interview you. Right. And that means that, like, any systemic racism that's built in, it's like, I'm not going like, to interview anyone named Clayon. Because that name sounds a little too black. And... And, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're even going to hire you, but you know what? I just like like the NFL had the was it the Rooney rule? I don't know. Is it the Rooney rule? Rooney rule, where it's like they have to hire. I mean, not hire. They have to interview a black coach. A um, coach like a, 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 a yeah yeah. Sorry, not a black coach, but like a, a, a minority, a person of color um, for their team. I'm all for that shit. Want to know why? Because without that rule, they wouldn't even care to fucking invite us to the fucking table to, to have a conversation. It forces you to like, think about it, it. It forces you, and it doesn't force them to then hire a black coach. You just have to talk to him. Do fucking, I'm sorry, like, a little out of time. Fucking talk to me. Let me, you know, let me show you that I have it if you still aren't convinced for a league that's like seventy percent black, it's, it's not unreasonable fucking... to have like an African American person come and, and, in to interview you, for the head coaching job, right? And you can't tell me that I'm, that just because I'm black or Latino or whatever that I'm not smart enough to fucking come up with plays. Okay, for you personally, like... no, but <laughs> <laughs> like I would not want you running the team, but. Jared's got a Rooney Mara rule. <laughs> I do. I will never interview Rooney Mara for a job unless it's to do a uh, second girl with a dragon tattoo. Yeah, a lot of rape in that movie. Something. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those uh, for those who haven't listened to the podcast before, that's a callback to. We weren't laughing at rape. That was a callback to a previous joke. <laughs> yeah, it's always about girl with dragon tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is this is a video that I saw, and I just need to make a public service announcement. I saw this video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where a bunch oh. of uh, Caucasians with dreads uh, tied their dreads together and Oof. walked around like they were one. And I want to say Caucasians, if you were going okay, to that's take, such a white person. If you are going to take my culture's <laughs> fucking hairstyle, stop doing dumb white that shit. You're like wearing that. right now. <laughs> you should right. say I do have dreads. Like no. Please, like, if you're going to, like, I don't, I'm one of those people, one of those black people or one of those Jamaicans that doesn't mind if you're white and you have dreads. Uh, whatever. It's all cool. I don't give a fuck. If you're going to do dumb shit like tie your dreads together, it's like, fucking, I don't know. It's ridiculous. I can see, yeah, that's. It's kind of dumb. It's like, kind of gross, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's. <laughs> that too. I saw the video, I was like, yo, this is so dumb. I don't get what's happening right now. And maybe this is not for me to understand, but I just, I don't know. We, I feel, as a Jamaican, I feel like I have ownership over dreads for some reason. Have you seen <laughs> the, the, the Chris Rock documentary, Good Hair? No. It's really fascinating. It's all about like how African-American women, and men to some extent, have just always struggled because you go, you have like, a job interview and stuff. Like yeah. Your hair, you spend so much time like relaxing it and kind of like, not you personally, but like, Different African American people have like been trying to like flatten it and like yeah. make, it, make it like look whatever, and how much money and like all the companies are real. Most of the companies traditionally were owned by like white it's, people, yes. and <laughs> they make all this and money of like people of, of like uh, black people trying to look like white people, and it's <laughs> just, it was just like really funny. But the, the the where I'm going with this is that now you got like the reverse where it's just like it's like no, you already had the hair. Don't fuck with it. 
<laughs> and the thing is, I like the whole uh, natural movement with black women that's happening now. I think it's Alicia fantastic. fucking keys. I think I think that Sorry. in my personal opinion, when it comes to black women in their hair, the curly, froey looks just fits them a lot better, and I love that. When I was younger, it's hot as and, shit. Is what it is. I'm just gonna say, it, it is. Or shit. <laughs> when I was younger, and I was deciding to go with dreads. Um, dreads is part of my culture. I was told even by like my mom, oh, no one's gonna hire you. People are gonna look at you. And for me, it was a way of saying, fuck them. If they're not gonna hire me because my hair is a certain way, they can suck it. Like I don't give it. Also, mom, give you name me clam. <laughs> family you name. Me family name. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Roger, 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 we got Roger McFarland. Roger McFarland's going to get that seven. job every time. <laughs> Actually, I think a lot of times people uh, don't know that I am black until they either see a picture of me or whatever. Because my name is the Clayon McFarland doesn't sound anything so African American or, or whatever. This guy Clayton McFarland. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Scotch Irish gentleman. Guy. It's coming through. Oh, it's a family name. Like, and then here I come with just my, my pigment and my dreads. Like, your Black up? Lives Matter t shirt. <laughs> yeah. My hoodie on. Like, what's up? I'm here for that interview. <laughs> you know? We're fully in support of Black Lives Matter. Yes. We, sure that was just a joke. we are, yes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't recommend wearing that, that t shirt to a job interview. Well, Unless no. you're going for a job interview. <laughs> For Black Lives for Black Matter. Right. Or, <laughs> or the NWCP. <laughs> you can delete that if you want to. No. <laughs> I love the what, what stupid, what, what like stupid white guy like tweeted something like, well, what, you know, why, why isn't there a WAACP? Like... <laughs> Oh, that was my favorite business. It's the same. It's the same. I know. I'm just like, what do you think the N stands for? I would love a white association for the events with other people. Yes, people are like, wait, why isn't there, because there's BT, why isn't there like a white person show? But that's every other fucking channel. What do This guy actually said. CBS? This guy did say WACCP. So he was like, what do you think the N stands for? Yeah. It's national. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> In fairness, Nibbers? the C. Yeah, color is colored. <laughs> I got called colored once, and I didn't know how to take it. I was like, "Huh? I don't." Okay, you're old. My grandma said my, when my grandma voted for Barack Obama. To, I, want, I want to make this clear that and she, she would have voted, voted three times time, right. exactly, uh, <laughs> and not tortured anybody in the basement. Um, she was uh, like, Grandma, who'd you vote for in the primary? And she was like, Oh, I voted for the black boy. Black boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, Yeah, that's a but, thing. But, boy is not her, a thing we but, like either. In her defense, <laughs> she was She old. was 84. Mm-hmm. And she lived through segregation. As long as she voted for the black guy, but oh, still, she does big love. We do not like being called boy. Yeah, that is a thing. Like that grandma, is a no no. My grandma's a good northeastern liberal, but yeah, I, it's a put it's a language thing. So like, we're saying things now that like our grandkids oh, would yeah. be like. Like, they're going to listen to this podcast and be like, what the fuck is wrong with Grandpa? Remember when we used to be able to use the R word? That's not cool anymore. Oh, my God. You can't call someone that. I'll catch myself myself saying it. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I know. That's disgusting now. And then I have to, like, sit down and have a conversation with myself. (laughs) Like, who are me? Who are me? (laughs) Who are me? Why did I just say that? Who is me? Who is you? But that's the thing with language is it's always changing, as it should, you know, as we get more aware of some of the things that are offensive, you know, it, it should evolve and change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah, what was I, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have an, uh, like, an aunt who's, like, you know, in her 80s now, and she, like, you know, uh, she's, like, she's, great she's aunt? like, yeah, great aunt, yeah. Um, like, yeah, she's, like, old school... Yeah, racist, like, kind of, like, like same thing as yours, like, she was kind of, brought, like, she's very good-hearted, but she was brought up in the era, like, she where, means the right thing. Like, where the she does, she, she's well-meaning, she's very well-meaning, like, and she as kinda, you get older, you realize, like, 
It has trouble evolving the language, evolving the language with the time and evolving like certain points of view. And like it was kind of like so when you know Barack Obama got the nomination in two thousand eight, she was like serious, like to the point where it was giving her serious second thoughts. But she went to go hear him speak once, and she's like, "Huh, yeah, okay, I get it." Like, <laughs> but and, and it goes back to the point before. I'm like most people have just never met enough people like yeah, yeah. Like, it, people uh, a lot of times people keep in their 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 little yeah. bubble and i think it's, it goes on both ends there is the black bubble where people just um like i have family members who are just i i would consider the black bubble where mm-hmm. they hang out with only black people their friends are black like you know every everyone around them is is black and they are they would be or for me they're just as racist as someone who just hangs out with white people and mm-hmm. only have white friends, and it's just like when Different you hang cultural out, implications, right? When you hang out in your same like kind yeah. of when you hang out in your bubble, you don't get to experience. And me as a person who has like expanded and I didn't stay in a bubble. I'm all over the place. I interact with like all different types of people. Like it just like like it just gets me to think. I think about the world way different than someone who stays in the bubble, and I'm thankful for that. Like I don't think it's. Uh, it's 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 I feel way more comfortable because then I can go into different spaces and still feel comfortable like I don't mm-hmm. like I feel like with someone who stays in their bubble like when someone's white and they stay with white people when they when they around when they're around black people they don't know how to fucking act they don't know what the fuck to do or what to say and they're like hey step on them. right <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna step on I have an anecdote about that oh boy so today at the gym I was on the treadmill uh-huh. and I was next to this woman or she was it doesn't matter where just imagine, there's me, a treadmill, and then another woman. So there's a treadmill in between. I was like one in between because I don't want to sweat too much on that. Feel bad. Um, but so I, I don't want to do the thing I went to the treadmill for. But this woman is <laughs> like running full tilt on this treadmill for like an hour, and she's wearing hijab. And I'm just like, God damn, what a badass. Like, that's got to be so hot. Like, when I'm like working out, like, I want to be wearing like a few things as possible. Right. Because like, I'm like the sweatiest little dude. <laughs> and I then like we finished around the same time. You were both like at the water thing. And I'm just like Man, more power to you. And like like I can't I couldn't do that. Like and she's just like looking at me like I'm like, oh shit, did I say something racist? Oh please And I'm like I'm I'm trying to formulate what like what the thing I'm gonna say is she's like, Yeah I just used to it now. <laughs> and I ring it out later and I was like Boom! Like I made a friend. Like all, I mean, like it, all you have to do is like reach out because like mm-hmm. I was just impressed that like she was running the treadmill with a hijab. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not that's gotta be hard. That's harder yeah. than running out without a hijab. Oh, yeah. Like and it's you're 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 in the gym. It's hot. There's like tons of sweaty people. And like and, and all you have to do is like kind of like reach out and say, hey, I see you're different than me, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. As long as as long as you're not being offensive about it, like as long as you're not like, oh, I'm that's usually stupid, gonna be offensive. That's stupid shit on your head. Why is he like? No, that, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's all about how the words that you use. You know, and I feel like a lot of people who stay in their bubble, they're so afraid to approach someone who's yeah. outside their bubble, just they're because just they're afraid different. to step. Well, they're afraid to step to say something that's offensive. Yeah. But you're never gonna get good at it if you don't if you don't you just try gotta, or interact. Yeah. Like all it takes <laughs> is being forced to confront it in public. Like right. they're like like, you know, like my aunt, like the minute there like as soon as there was a major candidate for president in the Democratic Party who was black, because she's a lifelong Democrat, like boom. Changed her worldview. Like or mm-hmm. like, you know, not didn't change it like monumentally, but like Changed her like her way of looking at people, like, uh, and same thing happened with like gay marriage, like you know, and like people were like iffy about There's... that becoming a thing as soon as they saw like people beginning to get married like in front of them, like in their neighborhoods, and like okay, this well, looks just like them. this. Just, yeah, well, this once looks, you see a black president, and you're like, well, oh, it's really this. It's not what I, it's not the what I thought it was going to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if you've heard of this gentleman. I don't even remember his name, but there's this black gentleman, Hector Elizondo. Who... <laughs> yes, <on>. that's <laughs> it. <Wait. laughs> Hector Elizondo is not black. <laughs> no, 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 Camacho from oh, Idiocracy. <laughs> Terry Crews. Terry Crews. <laughs> um, but this guy... Oh, Sterling he, K. Brown. Is what it, yeah, it's, it's Sterling K. Brown. 
he goes and he interacts with Grand Wizards. Uh, the like, oh, W. Uh, w. Kamal Bell. W. Yeah, uh, it might. Well, he does it too, but I don't know if it's specifically him. Also, but but yes, got people like that who interact with someone like a Grand Wizard and KKK, and sort of humanizes a minority because. They don't really get to see that, so they they go, they interact, and the the fucking Grand Wizard see, oh, this is just another fucking human being. He's not mm-hmm. who I thought, uh, whatever my my uh, um 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 thought of a, a black person or a Middle Eastern yeah. person is. He's actually a human being who has the same concerns, you know, same kind of thing. Then, like this gentleman was able to convince, or maybe. The fact that this uh, the the Grand Wizard was around this gentleman um, sort of lightened him up to the fact that oh they're just the same. What the fuck am I doing? I shouldn't probably I probably shouldn't be doing this. Like you know I probably shouldn't be part of this. You yeah. know. Well, there's a group. There's this organization. It's called Life After Hate. Yeah. That's yeah. it. They actually had federal funding under Obama, and of course Trump cut it. Of course. But like that, where they like their goal is to actually bring people out of hate groups, and they've had. Like really pretty good success, like just where like they find the people who are you know it's completely anonymous like, too. Like yeah, they don't like yeah who've been swept up into into hate groups and they bring them out like the way you bring someone out of a cult, the yeah. way you bring someone out of addiction. Like, and I'm, it's the same thing. I admit I'm all for things like that. Like I think that's that's a very positive thing. Like for me, it's not important. Like it's somewhat important, like your background. But if you're able to learn something and that new knowledge changes your thought like that's fucking powerful that's amazing yeah. like that's what we should be striving for we should strive to get people who think a certain way to you know maybe change their opinion on something like that's mm-hmm. that's what conversation I conversation about it right. it makes you think about it yeah. like right. how many times have you had your name your mind changed by a conversation that you had with someone tons of time yeah, just yeah. Like, but oh, because uh, I'm willing to do that. I feel like a lot of people are just, especially nowadays, just so steadfast in their opinion and what they believe mm-hmm. is what they believe. Whatever you say, it does not matter or hinder or change what they're thinking. Well, yeah, I have certain core beliefs, but like, as well, we just, all do. But then you but, think that all the rest of them are become core beliefs, but they're really but not. Even my core beliefs, I am willing to change if there is evidence that. It's negative towards someone, or it's hurtful, or it's like you know, because we we all have the. For me, anyway, I speak for myself. I do have core beliefs, but I'm willing to change those core beliefs if there is evidence that proves that whatever your whatever you're 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 giving me is is much better, or um, it helps to sort of all your beliefs. You should be willing to change them if new evidence comes along. That, like, even the core ones, like yeah, yeah that's like a, that that should be true of anything. Like, yeah. Like, so I think it's time to quit our bits. It's time this. to quit our bits. Th- though this may qualify like, as like a very special <laughs> episode. It's a very special. <laughs> a very episode. special. It's it's a very no, Mike, it racial. Mike but I think it's, uh, it's something to talk about. This yeah. Is like, yeah, it's just like you know, yeah, this is that, this is like that different strokes where the kids get molested, <laughs> or, or that, that episode of um, Growing Pains. When Mike Seaver went to the party with the cocaine and Christy Swanson was there being all hot and like, hey, do you want the cocaine? He's like, oh, I don't know, guys. Oh, I don't know. It's like, you do the fucking cocaine. This is the this is the uh, the, the Fresh Prince where uh, I know, Will's dad. Dad, you. Yeah. Why do you love me? Why do you love me? Why do you love me? That was a hard episode, man. That, that episode made me cry. That was a good. That one and the one where they went to jail were like, they were both really powerful. Oh, I don't remember that one. I do it. Well, Will and Carlton got picked up for going too slow, uh, got, or got pulled over for going too slow on the highway, oh, and they God. got and they went to jail. And like the only, well, the only reason they get bailed out is because Uncle Phil is a judge, judge and like right. he, he yeah. has influence. But like, and, and it actually it ends with the like Carlton contemplating, like, man, like what if, like what if, yeah. <laughs> Car- Carlton gets enlightened because he's used to privilege. And- yes. Yeah. So what are you bitching about, Jim? I'm, I, well, this was going to be like the, my segue into something serious uh, in the podcast, but like the whole thing was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Like because I went, I went to uh, not to make this too political, but uh, but we, I guess we crossed that bridge already. I went to the march for your march for our lives today nice. in Worcester, Massachusetts, with your mom, with my parents. Yeah. Um, oh, it's here yeah. down in the video. My dad is a. a I was watching. I, for my dad's you. in the picture. I said. All right. Uh, 
I, I didn't I didn't try to get a get like myself in the video like a, but um the so I'm totally like I you know I was totally on board for like everything from the beginning but and it, it just reinforced like it reinforced like kind of what I was already suspecting in that this generation of kids so fucking smart like so well spoken and I knew and I know because I'm a teacher that like that I, I know that I've been training kids who are like way smarter than I was when I was that age like yeah. uh, <laughs> like at least and like and I had and the kids like it was all kids speaking except for Elizabeth Warren who like came at the beginning and then probably left because she had a bunch of others in the state to go to but um but the rest was all kids talking and man they're so well spoken like they're just like the just the crafting of the speeches themselves it's not it's not just that they seem intelligent it's that they're very good at crafting a crafting a message crafting a speech um and just there, you know, and, and, and you know, we go back. We've already brought up idiocracy and like yeah. the idea that like generations are going to get dumber and dumber. And it's not happening. Like, you know, just like it's kind of a happy message to say, like, no, this, these kids are really good. <laughs> so my Bitson mm-hmm. is not a complaint at all. Mm-hmm. It is actually a something I'm very happy about mm-hmm. today. This morning, I was making my, my wife and I mm-hmm. veggie omelets because um, we're trying to eat healthier. Yes. <laughs> um, and I prefer to live off hot dogs and beer. Me too. But um, <laughs> so she comes over, like while I'm like making the omelets, I'm like, we're doing our thing where we're like, we block the dog from the, like, the stove and whatever because she's an <laughs> asshole yeah. and she's tall. And we, this is Gracie who stole our pork roll. Yeah, the second her, yep. two years ago, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she um, she comes over and she, she Stephanie likes to pants me because she's a, <laughs> like because she's a, like a middle school bully. <laughs> so, she is, isn't she? Like, and she <laughs> pantses me, and then she slaps me on the ass. She's like, "Huh, ah, a firm ass," and I just put my fist up in the air, like at the end of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> it's like yes. Firm ass. Also, firm ass. Really positive thing. Did you upgrade your firm ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, and this is just like a personal thing, that um, uh, my dog was sick, mm-hmm. and we thought it was going to be something really serious, and um, it is not as serious as we thought. So now God, this is a very special episode. It is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we sick thought. Dog. So we thought she had kidney disease, and we would have to put her down. But she has a thyroid issue, uh-huh. and that can be managed with medication oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, I've had like we've had like tons of foster cats come through with that, right? Yeah. So I, I um, on the back to the the sick dead dog thing. <laughs> so it was like a really <laughs> hard week in my house. So I am I am glad to announce that Gracie will not be dying. That's that's awesome. And she'll be back barking in your podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to announce that my dog Cerberus will not be dying. Also, (laughs) (laughs) what are you betting about? I guess I'm going to take it a little serious. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, don't change the pace too much. Oh, yeah, because my dog not being sick and my firm ass are like not. Uh, a couple of pet peeves, just as uh, sort of piggybacking off what Jim said ish. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of pet peeves that every time the gun conversation comes around that I hear and I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. First, the Second Amendment is a God given right. Fuck that statement. Are people what? actually saying that? Yes, yeah, people yeah. say that. Like, it's a, like what? Oh, Fucking stupid. God given. There are no like, God given amendments. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying. What an is amendment is, a, is by definition a You're thing mixing up the Bill of Rights with. The Ten but Commandments? the fucking Bible. Like, when did the, when did that? When Jesus did, wrote the Constitution. He put anything. He put it in there. We must get rat to a militia. By the way, I'm sorry uh, to that. affect the Southern accent. I don't. I know that's insensitive. Like, because uh, there are just as many. Right. When God wrote the Constitution. No. Or a 
guy. When God wrote the Constitution, man, go the root he the fucking said that it's a God-given right. Ends with joy, American. That, that, I just, I really can't, st- I hate when people say that because it makes no sense to me because it's just, it, those two are not married. Like, this is not a religious thing. Mm-hmm. This is about a fucking, uh, a tool that ends lives. I don't understand how that's a God-given right like, what kind of god are you praising if this yeah. god yeah, gives you a tool the to god. end life? The god of vengeance. It's like, it just makes no definitely. sense to me. And the other one, this one I really fucking hate. And I think it's so stupid because it has no logic to it. And it goes, guns don't kill people. Oh, yeah. People kill people. What in the heavenly fuck well, I mean, but, it's true, but like it kind of glosses over the fact that, like, you know, yeah, but like gun laws aren't like they're they're not they don't punish guns with the laws. They punish okay, people. let's go <laughs> let's go beyond that. It's not the gun that kills someone; it's the fucking bullets. So what? Not, like, I think I think well, it's just, there's, a, there's a new one where after the the Austin bombings that were so terrible and targeted people of color. Um, oh, now yeah, people are yeah. saying like, well, well, why don't you regu- the- where are all the liberals calling to regulate bonds? So, like, really? Do we have to like? Oh, say I thought we were pretty clear <laughs> on bonds. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like the, the whole thing. It doesn't make sense to me because a gun doesn't have a mind of its own. A gun doesn't decide, hey, I want to fire and 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 end this life. A gun doesn't have a mind like that. Maybe in the future it will. Maybe in the future they will have fucking guns with brains who decide it wants to end life. Skynet. That's not how the. Fuck guns work. It has to be operated by a human hand. Without a fucking human hand, the gun does not work. And the gun is just is as useful as a fucking beer can. Like it's nothing. It's a tool. So that concept is just it, I fucking hate it. People kill people. People with guns kill people. You with a knife. That's why, why laws. Exactly. exactly. That's why laws are there to punish people. I people, not fucking guns. I can kill you with love. Yeah, like, when was the last time a gun got fucking arrested for for killing? Like, no, fucking people kill people were with Bart, using guns. Were Bart and Billy Gunn from the Smoking Guns ever arrested? <laughs> Back to wrestling. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. Suck it. Suck. Was Peter gonna arrest him? There's the other one that came about. Like, oh god, like. What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh yeah. Well, like, the, but oddly, it's like with the gun gun enthusiasts, like it's it's kind of like two sides coming against the middle because there's the other side that's saying like, well, no, I just I don't think that you know I don't think I need this gun to protect me. But like, why would you have like why would you have a what, it's the same thing as like why would you buy a Lamborghini when a when a uh, when a regular car will do the we'll talk about that trip. after the show because we uh, but, okay. yeah but it's like okay so you're saying just the gun is like a luxury like. Or like you know, talking about an AR-15 or, or it's like, assault rifle. You're saying it's just a luxury. You're like, good. That's none, none of my business. I don't care what those get banned. <laughs> let's not let's not ban it because we. I need don't care to- about your toy. They, they're, they're, those that isn't like my rights aren't secondary to that. Like, <laughs> so. So anyway, I think that's not where we close the podcast. This is where this is where we close <laughs> the podcast. Like, Fun and exciting. We've got a show, a sold out show tonight at the Firehouse Theater. Yeah, we do. It's seven oh seven p.m. and we go on at eight. So we like somebody's going to yell at us for recording when we should be uh, in the room warming up. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so we got to go. So uh, we we uh, are the bit players. We perform improv comedy. We do not spend most weekends talking <laughs> or debating race and gun rights. Yeah, we rarely uh, actually <laughs> do anything when it has to do with um, uh, and sick dog. Fur mass. Well, Jared's fur mass will be in the show tonight, <laughs> Saturday night. We perform every uh, Friday and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Uh, at the Firehouse Theater in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, we're at BYOB, so you can, uh, you, you can come do what we're doing right now. Do what we're doing right now. Bring your girlfriend and have her poop in her feet. <laughs> This has been the Bits for a Second Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Jared. Oh, my name's Clay. Good night.